0: Six, five, four, three, two, one, 0 All engines running, commit liftoff.
1: Hey folks, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT radio. Yes, Doug and I are in studio today. I don't know if anybody else is in the building. Well, Jeremy's with us. Praise God. But, uh, hey i hope you guys are hunkered down uh idalia has hit has made landfall earlier this morning uh category three is it and, idalia <clears throat> or iddale i don't know i you know i think of Vidalia <laughs> onions and yeah. i just kind of go with it I, I i am kind of a, a southern boy so uh I don't well, know. That ought to sound about right for you.
2: Well, I, I called my daughter over at FSU, and she said they, you know, got a little rain and wind, mostly
1: wind, and uh, they never even lost power. Over really? There. Mm-hmm. See, I would have thought they would have been. I mean, we haven't been that bad. You're over on the beach side. Yeah. Uh, we we've had a little rain, a few a uh, few limbs coming down, but nothing. Uh, I was kind of glad to find out you were coming in. I was like, man, I got to get out of the house. Yeah, well, <laughs> well
2: it is. Uh, you know, they, they closed a lot of schools up here because those schools were shelters. They, oh, they for closed people.
1: A, Doug. They closed a lot of everything. Well, they you don't closed, even have a Starbucks over I, there. Come I, on, now. I know,
2: I know. They, they. Uh, <laughs> I had to make do with something else because, oh, uh, you know, all the businesses just shut down. Because, I know, and I understand the. The, the preparatory work that needs to be done. But, you know, once it's gone, like, like, I think kids, some kids are out of school through the weekend. Oh, and I'm like, I- I'm not kidding you. And I'm like,
1: okay, uh, Anyway, well, I, we, to... I went over and saw uh, somebody over at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I mean, not even Whataburger was open, and uh, so I just—that's oh, a big, uh, <laughs> isn't it? that is a huge one. I mean, Whataburger is known for you know twenty-four-seven. Was McDonald's uh, open? McDonald's was open. I got in the line, and uh, God bless the guy in front of me. He was he was he was having a hard time figuring out what he wanted, <laughs> and so I, I thought, well, I'll just uh, start heading over to the studio. I saw Dunkin' Donuts. I saw one car in the parking lot and it was the only employee that was there sweet lady and uh she's been there since 4:30 this morning yeah. <laughs> and says she has to close up today so uh anyway thank thank goodness for for people who are working um but we're in studio glad to glad to be here actually
2: yeah the if you if you're just tuning in uh well, I mean most people have been watching the weather channel you know it's so funny or or some kind of news <laughs> channel they like, once it starts coming, because of the hype, and not listen, it was a bad storm. It was a Category 3. I it think it got bad. up to Category 4 at one time. Um, and the storm surges that they said, I think, at the Big Bend area down there on the coast, could be 10 to 15 feet. That's mm. catastrophic yeah. storm surge right there. Uh, that's double my height. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, a, big. that's a pretty big that's big pretty big uh wall of water coming in
1: well i haven't really and i've told you i confessed yesterday i have not watched the weather channel although my wife informed me today that that there's a possibility this thing may get out there and make a loop back around i don't know have you heard that uh i have not okay i have not but i uh, hope that's not the
2: case i hope i hope hope not too um but the uh the storm is impacting everywhere from down in Tallahassee, I mean, to uh, Tampa, all the way up now. And they're saying that, um, you know, it's going to really impact Georgia and South Carolina as it goes up to spawn in hurricanes. I mean, I'm sorry, tornadoes and stuff out there. So we just need to be in prayer for the people there, for God's people who were uh, uh, in those areas that they would be ministers and priests amen, to the ones who were. Who are in need? Uh, if you looked at Crystal River, boy, they had some pretty good water down there uh, coming up, uh, and they said nothing like this has ever hit that area uh, this strong. So it's um, um, it says no major hurricanes, uh, a cl- category three or higher, have made landfall through the Big Bend <clears throat> region since hurricane data was first recorded. It's the first Is one. Is that right?
1: Yeah that's crazy
2: yeah you you would have thought in all the hurricanes that have popped through uh, somebody said yesterday we just need to have uh we need to take august 29th off the calendar because you have katrina you know you have all there there were a bunch of major hurricanes right. that hit on august 29th right so. so uh they said you know how you take the number 13 off the elevator just take 29 take, off august Let's take just uh,
1: 829 of off yeah yeah 829 but
2: <clears throat> yeah hey we are glad to be here today and uh hope, hopefully uh if you're listening that you will be encouraged we we're actually looking at the book of uh hi guys a little short two chapter book it it was a, a book that i taught at the uh summer swat training day for all you swat guys that are listening out there we uh i published I finally put the first session online on our uh, uh, SoundCloud. So if you go to the SWAT Bible study, if you just Google SWAT Bible study podcast, uh, you can go there and and the first session is actually there. Uh, I, um, I'm i going to be putting uh, the second, third sessions up tomorrow, um, but uh, got them up there. And, you know, I was just kind of going, always go through them, Brad, just to make sure that, you know sometimes i leave them on at the end and there's like 20 minutes of dead space you know with people talking in the background so i just made sure there wasn't anything like that and i got to do that with the second and i know there was at least one story that i shared that are you talking with, about the high yeah yeah that the teaching, the, 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 the yeah. teaching on that yeah. guy and so that's what we're covering this week and next week and the week after we're going to be looking at Haggai one this week Uh, We've been going through, I think we're through verse 11 now. We're going to finish up Haggai 1 today, and then uh, next week on Monday is a holiday. It's Labor Day, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to replay today's session. So if you're tuning in and it's Labor Day, you're listening to a replay of the previous Wednesday, which is today. Uh, did that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It yeah, it did.
1: It just made me realize I better really uh, step up my yeah, game. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, because we're going to be
2: talking about uh, the the Haggai uh, chapter one, and then David Gray will be in here on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, I'll be speaking in Louisiana along with Lori. I'll be speaking, so uh, for okay. first time, we're kind of going to the same area doing the same thing. And by the way, tomorrow is guest day, and Lori is going to be my guest. Is she to talk really about SWAT women. Good deal. Yep, she is going to be the guest. And uh, she's been on before, but she's going to come talk about SWAT women and hopefully not ding me too bad on (laughs) stuff. You know, it's always a danger to put your wife in front of the microphone there. But, uh, I am
1: uh, happy to have her on. Tomorrow. Listen, I, I know Lori will do a great job, and uh, that'll be a good conversation for sure. By the way, next yeah, so we'll be off Monday. You're gone Tuesday and Wednesday also, right? I'm yes. gone Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to be yeah. down in Orlando at the um, DeSantis. Casey DeSantis does a, a meeting on faith and family, Yeah, and so I'm going to go down for that. well good uh, are you
2: going to uh, you'll be back thursday i'll be uh, back in studio on thursday yes
1: as a matter of fact i'm going to have zach Zach melton on from co-passion he's going to be my guest next week and uh, they've got a they've got a breakfast coming up in october he and i'll be talking about that but we'll be talking more specifically about co-passion and what they're doing on the campuses here in in, uh, in Jacksonville. And then Friday, you and David
2: will be back. David
1: and I will be here. In fact, David and I will be here this Friday also, and we're going to work through High yeah. Guy as well. And I think he and I, obviously, David and I <clears throat> have for a good while basically just taken the text that you've been teaching and that mm-hmm. you and I have been working through, and then we, we just kind of work it out as if we were discipling one another. Or, yeah. Know, and uh, so there's a lot of practical application involved in that and uh, obviously it's uh it's, it, we, we can we can get the information but that information's got to lead to transformation mm. and uh, that happens as we apply the word
2: well and that, and that's the big thing we need to do is apply the word right i mean uh, so uh if we're not applying it <laughs> what good's what, it doing like uh, dr howard Hendricks used to say so what <laughs> yeah so what that's right well uh we're glad you could join us today and uh, and listen and be a part and and we hope you're staying safe and you know uh most of the people in our uh, listening area here in the the northern jacksonville area uh I, I don't believe we've experienced too much out there maybe some wind um but always as always be be just be safe <laughs> Don't you know? Yes. I, I saw a guy. I actually saw a guy out in a in a little. It looked like a, a kayak fishing in the intercoastal when I was driving over the bridge. And the bridge was pretty windy out, man. I mean, it was you getting some pretty good gust out there. So um, anyway, be careful. Uh, I know people want to go the beach and they want to go in. There are pretty good uh, riptides out there uh so make sure you're you're
1: safe there probably some pretty good surf out today oh yeah imagine
2: i'm imagining (coughs) there
1: is uh so um well um anything
2: else going on in the news right now what i I was just gonna
1: pull it up see if i can uh you know you know how these hurricanes are they come through here that it really pretty much robs the whole uh, well it takes the whole front page
2: it it, it takes everything off the news cycle (laughs) you know um but but yeah they uh yeah i think uh i think that's pretty much it right now just the hurricane uh other than oh um they're they're still talking about trump's uh picture uh his his, mugshot mugshot that was a classic mugshot
1: wasn't it (laughs) yeah he's funny uh you know you um, know i know we don't really talk a lot about politics mm -hmm. i mean you and i obviously know where where one another stands and I don't mind saying it up front. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge Trump fan, but I am a fan of his policies. And uh, you know, you got to be able to separate the personality from the policies. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, just we're we're being constantly bombarded by, you know, Trump this, Trump that. Well, listen, uh, let's go back about three years. Uh Was was were things a little better three years ago than they are today? I mean, just pick any category. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I I would say right now we're in a we're in a boatload of trouble, big time. Uh, yeah, we're in a boatload, but uh, and part of it is is the woke stuff. We talked a little bit about that yesterday, um, and you know I don't know. There there was one piece of news I. Okay, they've added something else to LGBTQ+, okay, as if they could add any more to it. Oh, well, you, didn't you say
1: yesterday there's a hundred and some uh, yeah, yeah. different uh, genders?
2: genders. So, yeah. so Canada has now issued a warning uh, for travelers coming to the U.S. to be cautious of some state laws. Not all countries have the same values. And they warn their L—they their, call them 2SLGBTQI+. Two S means two spirit, whatever that means. Uh, not all countries they say, uh, have the same values. Some, uh, they warn LGBT travelers. They may face barriers and risk in some States, which is crazy. Um, I mean, that, that is, I I just find that interesting that they're warning people about traveling here, uh, because people do not hold to those values. It don't don't you think our founding fathers would roll over at that admonition? Of, but the the Canadian prime minister, mm-hmm. by the way, who he's got lots of issues going on too. Uh, he's uh,
1: not the least of which he's going through a divorce. Uh, I believe it is.
2: Yeah, but uh, uh, but it's a travel advisory, like we issued to people going to the <laughs> Middle East. To be careful. Mm-hmm. They issued a travel advisory, uh, so because they they want to make sure. Uh, ensure
1: the safety of all Canadians when they travel to the U.S. That's crazy. Did you hear? In fact, we're going to take a break, but did you hear about this uh, This father in Canada who won? It, it, Canadian father jailed after misgendering daughter. He wins in the appeal court. So uh, that's a positive. That's a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, he, I think his 10 year old daughter, he refused to, you know, go along with her transgender. Um, surgery and they threw him in jail and that oh, well, that's in that's where this we're is headed. coming this it's, is coming to a neighborhood near you yeah, glad well. you tuned in today if you want to call we'd love to hear from you <clears throat> 844-777-7928 that's 844-777 SWAT give us a call love to hear from you mm-hmm.
0: this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Mary's at 91.3.
2: There is good news for the captive. Good news for the shame. There is good news.
1: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call, we would love to hear from you. Just, I think it's just the three of us in this building probably today. Jeremy, Doug, and myself. A little phone call would be nice. 844-777-7928. Um, preferably, if you want to call during the during the uh, final segment, uh, Doug and I are going to be working through Haggai. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 15, actually more like 12 through 15. Yeah, yeah, cover we cover these we, last three verses. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh,
2: but, but we're going to give a recap because yeah. again, this program is going to be rebroadcast yes. on Monday. So if you're listening on Labor Day, happy Labor Day. Um, but if you're listening today live, it is, um, it is, uh, the 30th of August. And Brad,
1: we are going into September. I know, right. And I was going to say, up, I shouldn't have picked up this Dunkin' Donuts. This drink's probably got <laughs> fifteen hundred calories in it. I've told my wife the other day. I said I got to lose just about ten pounds so I can get in that tuxedo for my daughter's wedding. Yeah, you got about <clears throat> a month, right? I'm, I'm not helping myself here, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, you know, it's coming. So we're gonna air this on Labor Day also. So um, you know, we're we're battling, we're hunkered down for Idalia, yeah, and uh, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, listen. This is a great study, this Haggai study. Yeah, I love it. And just as a reminder, Haggai is one of the last three
2: prophets of the Old Testament. If you, if you open your Bible, uh, to Matt, if you come to Matthew, you've gone too far. You've got to go back three books. It's Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. They are three post-exile prophets. That means they were after the children of Israel came out of exile back to Israel. Uh, We talked about the prophets, what a prophet's job was. They were messengers sent to identify the nation's sin, warn them about what was going to happen, tell them what godly repentance looked like. Uh, It it was not about ritual. It was not about religion. It was about the heart. God wanted his people to love him with all their heart, to love their neighbor, to walk humbly before him, uh, to seek justice, to care for widows, to care for orphans, and And God told his people through these prophets, basically, especially Haggai, listen, you are where you are because I put you there, but I haven't forgotten you. And we talked about this on Monday. Will God do that, Brad? Will he put us in a place to get our attention out of his love for us that is painful sometimes for us?
1: Amen. He's done it to me several times. And, uh, you know, in, in in the middle of it, I didn't like it. Yeah. but as i look back i'm i'm thankful yeah and, right?
2: and me also and and so the people were uh, in exile in babylon which was um controlled by nebuchadnezzar until cyrus came in and defeated nebuchadnezzar and god used cyrus which by the way we said this on money in isaiah 45 and brad i had never seen that before until i was going through this at that he was referred to as God's Messiah.
1: Yeah, love that.
2: I mean, that's crazy. He he got you know God spoke through him. He used him to move the people. They come back, but the people there, you know, fifty thousand Jews coming back into their homeland. Many of them never even seeing it. <clears throat> and uh, there's squatters there, and these squatters, uh, the you know, the Ammonites, Moabites, they. They wrote Darius, who replaced Cyrus and said, these people aren't going to pay taxes, they're going to rebel. You got to shut them down. And we talked about that, that um, even in our culture today, I mean, do we see that that people who are not followers of Yahweh think the worst thing that could happen to hmm. their land or their country is to allow, the followers of Yahweh to have any kind of influence or presence there. I mean, we see it in Russia, China, Bhutan, India. We've talked about that. And just like, you know, in Egypt, when they forgot that God used his person to deliver everyone, not just his Mm -hmm. people, they forgot who Joseph was. And I think people have forgotten the people of our country that God used, who were God followers, Yahweh followers, who created this country as far as the structure and everything. And you got people today that are leaning toward communism, leaning toward socialism, leaning Mm -hmm. away. They're they're leaning to a state-controlled government instead of uh, a God-ordained government of the people who put people into uh, positions of influence because they're good people and when you don't when you don't have people of character that are your leaders you're destined to fail
1: yeah you're destined yeah. to fail
2: yeah. yep and so and that's what we're seeing i mean look no. at how many people distrust our government now yeah. look at how many people and it doesn't matter which branch people right. don't trust the government they don't trust the hospitals they don't trust the churches I mean, we we've lost all trust in in these institutions that were so much apart. But what's of interesting
1: to your point, yeah, absolutely. I think our generation and maybe older have have lost trust in the government. Uh, but I think there's at least two more generations behind us that couldn't pass a civics test. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't know if you yeah. watched that. Not to get back on politics, but I don't know if you watched the debate the other night. But I was intrigued by some of the things I think DeSantis talked about, Vivek Ramaswamy, about making it a requirement. Just like if somebody, you know, used to come in to our country, they had to pass a civics test. Yes. Exam. Well, I think they still do, don't they? Or do they I not don't know. Have? But I was thinking, man, we need that in our high schools. Well, <laughs> wait, wait, well the, when you
2: – the problem is you can't have freedom – without moral underpinnings if, because mm-hmm. if you do what's going to happen is what happened in russia when when the wall came down in russia people uh they did not have the moral underpinnings of a of biblically based judeo-christian right. values mm-hmm. even though there were christians there as a whole they didn't and so the country could not withstand so what happened is now you got putin back in charge he runs a really tight ship almost like a dictator over there so um as we look at what God said to Haggai he said the first thing you tell Zerubbabel who's leading the people back as the governor he was the king but they didn't call him king he was in the Davidic line but they just called him governor um and then Joshua the priest those were the leaders he says you tell them to start working on the temple first so they get back to the land they start building the temple and then these uh squatters get a Upset, right? Darius, who's the now the king of Persia, and they shut him down for fifteen years. And these these Israelites, instead of pushing through and continuing to build the temple the way God told them, is they just start going up to Lebanon, getting lumber, and coming back and building themselves really nice condos everywhere. So they work on their stuff instead of what God told them to do, and that happens a lot. I mean. and, and we see, we saw in the first five verses how God really challenged them. And, and the word, um, uh, the, this phrase, the Lord of hosts, it's used 14 times in these two chapters. The first time it's ever used in the Bible is in Genesis 2, 1, but it's used in other places. And basically what it means is Yahweh in charge of all the heavenly powers. Hmm yahweh he, he the one who's in charge of all the heavenly powers and and so when you see that phrase in the bible that should command immediate respect and and reverence uh as when he says that the lord of hosts is saying that that's a that's a big thing coming from him and we you give it weight you know what i'm saying yeah like it's it's like if 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 I just came and said something to you, that's one thing. But if you let let's say we lived in a country where there was a military dictate, dictatorship, and that military leader told you to do something, you're going to give what he says a lot more weight than what I would say. Sure. And and so with the God of the universe, the God who's in charge of the angel armies, we, we give it weight. And so uh, we covered that first part. Uh, It's very specific on the time, the second year, first day, the sixth month of Darius, the word came through Haggai. God always uses his people to speak his message. And so he told them, hey, you're out and you're wasting time right now not doing what I told you to do. You've got your priorities Mm -hmm. wrong. And he says, and you read this yesterday, we looked at verse 5 and 7, consider your ways. In other words, how is that working out for you? Right. Look at what's happening. He said, I blow away the stuff you bring home. In other words, you know, I hear guys say all the time, you know, if I if I win the lottery, I'm going to give a lot of it to the Lord. And that's not true because <laughs> uh, that's not going to glorify <clears> God if you win the lottery. It's not. Right. I, I want you to think about how many lives are lost or or, or not lost, but ruined. Let's say ruined. We're lost. You can say lost because they're ruined because people, they waste their resources on a chance. Not entrusting that the sovereign one of all creation determines every number that pops up on those balls. And he allows it, but that doesn't mean he's going to bless you with a number, you know, that's going to give you a, a, 500 million dollar payoff that you're going to end up wasting uh spending because the truth is if if you would give a lot of your money away he'd probably give you
1: a lot of money uh, i mean i was man. gonna say i think somebody once told me that uh if you're greedy with a little you'll be greedy with a lot yeah uh, in and fact luke, luke talks about luke 16 10 says whoever is faithful with a little will be faithful with a lot
2: well, he, so, so we talked about that yesterday. He says, you bring this stuff home, I blow it away. He's saying, I have all authority. God is standing against the people because of their priorities. And he says, I've called for a drought against man and beast, in verse 11, on all their labors. He's saying, all nature obeys me, and, and I'm doing all this to you. Now, verse 12, we start to see something happen. It says, Then Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the remnant obeyed the voice of the Lord their God
1: and the words of Haggai as the Lord their God. Read verse 12 through 15. <clears throat> yeah, then Zerubbabel, the son of Shelteel, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. And the words of Haggai, the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, spoke to the people with the Lord's message. I am with you, declares the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. On the 24th day of the month, in the sixth month, in the second year of Darius the king.
2: Here's the thing, Brad, less than one month for them to repent and change and see a change. And when we come back, we're going to look at those verses and kind of uh, draw from them. And hopefully it'll be encouraging for the people that are listening. Amen. And you
0: know what it is? It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic Yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. Metashare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Here's the latest Hurricane Adalia update. Adalia has visited Florida, passed right into Georgia, and is quickly headed for the coast. The storm is weakening, but is still a category one with winds at 90 miles per hour. We can expect periods of heavy rain, gusty winds, and more power outages. Check this station's website for further details. This update brought to you by Covenant Roofing. Get a free roof evaluation at 8334 Covenant.
1: welcome back to SWAT Radio, Brad and Doug uh, here on this Wednesday afternoon, August thirtieth. Although this will be a, be replayed on Monday, yes. So if and, you're listening, uh, on Monday, Labor Day,
2: Happy Labor Day, yes, absolutely, <laughs> Happy
1: Labor Day, and uh, hope you are not laboring, but uh, yeah. not many people are laboring today either because we've got a hurricane that's uh, already moved through. And uh, although we are getting some some wind and rain, but nothing that kept us out of studio. Jeremy, thanks for coming in and hanging out with us but uh, we're in Haggai we're looking at uh, chapter 1 1 through 15 but we're going to as, as we just as I just read through verses 12 through 15 interesting how Haggai's preaching must have clearly landed on Zerubbabel and Joshua and the remnant of Israelites yeah well notice what it says in the verse Brad and, and this is something
2: that I I really believe we we have a wrong perspective a lot of times when we're in church or when we're at a Bible study. Where whoever's teaching God's Word, whoever's explaining God's Word to us, uh, we look at it as the person instead of God working through the person. And it's interesting in this text that it says that um Zerubbabel, Joshua, and all the remnant obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. That word Lord is capitalized, which means Yahweh their God. And the words of Haggai the prophet as the Lord, Yahweh their God, had sent him. Usually when a guy has a turnaround in his life, a guy uh, repents, he responds in obedience to God's word it's usually because God speaks to him mm-hmm. through a man that God sends into his life or his wife or somebody that he sends to his life to say here's your problem this is what's <clears throat> going on mm-hmm. you need to repent and turn back and what happens here they repent yeah you know yeah. and here's what's what's interesting in verse 13 you see this have have there been any actual acts of repentance yet? <clears throat> or or did, was it just say they they repented?
1: You know, and in verse twelve. Well, twelve it says with all the remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't say they it said they feared the Lord, mm-hmm. but then it says in verse thirteen that Haggai, the messenger of the Lord spoke to the people with Yahweh's message. This is God's message before they, there were ever any rebuilding of the temple the way they were supposed to, you know, the acts of repentance definitely have to mm-hmm. follow, but this is really important. It says, God says, I am with <clears throat> you. God's looking for the heart attitude. God's looking for us to really embrace that one, we were walking in a bad direction. Mm. Two, we don't want to walk in this direction. Yeah. And three, we're looking to him to change us. It says they feared the Lord. That means they didn't fear him in a negative way. They feared him in an honoring way. And, and you know, I, I it made me just think of Luke 15, you know, when the father's waiting for the son, looking for him to return, He's looking for some kind of change in attitude, and he sees him from a long way off. And, you know, Tommy Nelson, our good friend, says, when you're alienated from your father, you're a dead man walking. Hmm. Yeah. You are a dead man walking. And so if you think you can just, uh, you know, go about your own business out there, do your own thing, as God's child, disregarding His instruction, disregarding His boundaries, disregarding His design for you and me, then you're a dead man walking.
1: Amen. <clears throat> you know, I, I think I told you that uh, after you taught that that weekend at the summer SWAT training day, that the very next day, I think that Sunday, Vic and I ended up working through the text together. <clears throat> This was just some notes that I pulled that were, were, in some ways, Doug, true of me. You know, when times are are prosperous, it's it may be easier to dismiss a word of you know prophetic rebuke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, <clears throat> when things are going really well, and somebody confronts you, you it's easy to kind of put a stiff arm mm-hmm. to them, but. Hard times often expose, you know, the raw nerves of the spiritual life that has grown insensitive to God's spirit. Yeah. You know, you think you, you were talking about it earlier that some of the hardships that God takes us through, he does that to tenderize our hearts mm-hmm. so that we will be more receptive. And I think, you know, of course, that all leads up to this point mm-hmm. is that God's held back his blessing mm-hmm. on these people. You know, and I wonder because and he not only <clears throat> held back, he sent
2: mildew, exactly, and
1: and blight and and
2: crop failures and
1: everything else into their life. Yeah, they don't have they don't have the the food that they should be having. They don't have the the water that they should be having. They don't have the clothing, no. and it's it's not like they needed more clothing. It's that the fibers in growing the cotton and the things they were growing, uh, they just didn't have the. The abundance of it. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I, I see
2: God doing all that stuff and yet they repent the two leaders it says, and the people, the remnant, it said the remnant repented and, and God stirred up these leaders, the spirit and notice in verse 14, who stirs up the spirit it says the Lord stirred up mm-hmm. the spirit. We can't even take credit for our repentance. Isn't that crazy? That's right. I mean, like, it says, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel and of uh, Joshua and of the remnant. And then they came and worked on the house of the Lord. They treated God with the respect he deserves. Now God and his work is their priority. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I... I shared this illustration at the retreat about Alexander the Great. You know, Alexander the Great, he was a big guy. He was like six foot four and a great leader. Um, You know, and he had uh, led the Greeks into battle. And um, Alexander um, uh, had a guy brought to him, this young guy who had run away in battle. Well, that was death by execution mm. right there because mm. if you deserted especially in battle that was a terrible thing yeah and um uh, so this young man was brought to him uh by one of his generals and said and he said what's his crime and uh he, he told him he, he ran away in the face of battle well alexander picked this young 18 year old boy up with one hand like it just mm. raised him up he mm. was a strong guy And he looked him in the eye and he said, You need, he said, What's your name? He said, The young man said, Alexander. My parents named me after you. And he said, Young man, you need to change your name or you need to change your conduct.
1: Yes, sir. And, And,
2: and here's the thing that we lose sight of a lot of times as believers we go out and we forget that if we, call ourselves believers in this world. And and we put Christian symbols on our car, we put we walk with the name of Yahweh, the name of Jesus wherever we go. And if we if we aren't walking in obedience to God and we're okay with that, that's a blight on the name of God. Mm. We are yeah. dishonoring yeah. the name of God yeah. when we do that. And, and God will not allow us to continue in that path if we're his kids. He won't. He will expose it. Now, sometimes it takes a while, but he always exposes it. And, and you know, in this case, what they did when they were confronted with the message, they repented. And they, they, they came, and it says they worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God, their God and it says on the 24th day of the month in the 6th month in the 2nd year of Darius so this is less than 1 month to change from people who were walking outside of God's will and rebellion to him to people who were now walking in obedience and i will tell you there's no better place to be than walking in obedience to the mm. most high god mm. you know the the it's foolish to think that you will ever find any kind of peaceful existence outside of the will of God.
1: You know, and I was and we'll cover this on the last segment and I want to invite our listeners to call in if they have a chance, but uh, you know, Doug for me as we were working through this back during the summer training day was just I mean it's easy to look at this text and think United States of America. <laughs> but what about us personally? What what is is the Lord stirring us to stop focusing on the things that are, you know, temporary and start focusing on where where the temple is today wow. that we might really go back to rebuilding what's in here. We're building we, we are we the are, the are the temple. Exactly. That's, that's right. So, hey, call us 844-777-7928. That's 844-7928. We'll hang out and uh, look forward to hearing from you. Swat Radio.
0: The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Augustine at 91.9. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son
2: of God, hanging on hell was my destiny. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Uh, Brad stepped out. I hope he's okay. Uh, I think he drank too much coffee. I don't know. Hopefully uh, he'll be back in a sec. Uh, but anyway, uh, we are finishing up Haggai. If you're tuning in... Um, uh, today august 30th wednesday uh then uh, we are replaying this on monday labor day which i think will be september the 4th right jeremy is that right september the 4th uh so we we are replaying it on september the 4th uh you okay brad
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i got locked out of the building <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man okay all right well uh i'm glad you're back i was a little worried there you took off and i just thought maybe that coffee got through you or something i didn't know what was going on um but i was just uh, saying that next uh monday we're replaying this and again what we've been talking about today is 12 through 15 but the the bottom line of all of hag one is this is it possible to start something with great intentions and passion, and then because of hardship or discouragement, <clears throat> shrink back. Um, and, and and a lot of times it's not bad choices. Uh, it's just priorities mm. are wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We allow good things to replace God things, and we're not seeking first the kingdom of God. Yeah. We have our own agenda. Yeah. Yep. And, and so that's one of the messages and the principles that we're seeing out of this. The second is, whenever God's people did that, his blessing ceased. Those whom the Lord loves, he chastens. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And so, you know, when you think about in the, the New Testament, uh, especially in the letter to the Revelation, you know, uh, when he's going through the churches, there, Ephesus, Laodicea, they left their first love, right. their love, they became cold. And what does he say? Repent. Yeah, repent, yep. repent, repent. That's why we need guys like Haggai and Zechariah in our life, right?
1: Yeah, well, and that's well, that's kind of what I was getting to, at least that where I was challenged, Doug. Is you know we just, and I don't, I'm I'm obviously speaking really of my own life, but I'm sure I'm speaking to anybody out there over the last maybe 4 or 5 years who's had an abundance of things and material possessions and it's very easy as you said for those good things to become god things mm-hmm. and we forget that god wants us to constantly be in in need of him yeah. and and it's easy when when there's prosperity to to stiff arm god Yes. And, and if you're his, he's not going to allow that to continue. And I think it's interesting that literally 24 days later, they're repenting. Yeah, well, less than a month, their
2: whole, it started with an attitude change internally <clears throat> exactly. that then yep. became their actions. And you know, Proverbs 18, 1 says, he who separates himself seeks his own desires and You know, we see it all the time in SWAT. We see guys who used to be faithful, but now Jesus moves down to priority number 29 in their life, right? Mm. And when that happens, it usually doesn't work out well. Yeah. And like God said, how's that working out for you? You know, uh, usually they aren't happy. Usually their family suffers. And, and, that happened with God's people here. He sends Haggai into their life. He speaks to Zerubbabel, to Joshua. He speaks to the remnant. And they had to renew their first love, and then God is with them. And by the way, when I say they had to, they just recognized where they were, yeah. and they called <laughs> out to God because God never moved away from them, and he doesn't move away from you and me. He, We move away from him. Yeah. And so, you know, the other day, Brad, I was, I was reading in uh, Paul Tripp's book, and he was talking about freedom and how we misunderstand the difference between true freedom and bondage uh, that paralyzes us. And, you know, he says freedom that is, uh, fills and satisfies your heart is never found in being your own king. True freedom is not found in doing what you want to do whenever you want to do it, although that's the way of the Mm -hmm. world. True freedom is never found in putting yourself in the middle of your world and making it all about you. It's not found in resisting the call to submit to any authority but your own. It's never found in writing your own moral code, which a lot of people do today. It's not the result of getting your own way every time you do these things, you never really enjoy freedom. You just end up in another form of bondage. And why is that true? He says, because there is an overarching authority of God that is over the whole universe and nothing exists outside of his sovereign hand and in his rule. So if God created the world and did he? Yes. Yes. And if, he owns what is created, does he? Yes. And then you and me do not have autonomy. We we can't live independent mm. from his rule without consequences. Yep. And so this means as as creatures, we were created to live in a willing submission to his will. And, you know, from the time we're born and we come into our world, we are bombarded with images and messages that tells us resist authority you're your own Hmm. boss think about it yeah whether it's disney whether it's uh music whatever it is it's you got to do what's right in your heart yeah not submit to god and and so freedom true freedom is not found in getting away from god's authority no freedom is found in having a submissive heart to the authority of the almighty god that is true freedom. Yeah, you and I right. both experience it. We both uh, we both know it. And and I tell people all the time. You know, my wife and I uh, we we have conversations with people where, and you'll hear her tomorrow when she. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it then. Is that we don't feel bound down by the rules of God,
1: by the statutes of God, by His design. But let me ask you. <clears throat> you're right uh but why is that i mean i think part of it is what you experience in obedience as you're obeying what god has commanded there is uh there's peace there yeah true peace there's rest yes when you oppose god and you're his he's going to bring judgment on those in on your life. I don't know what that's going to look like. But in the case of, you know, Zerubbabel and Joshua, we see it. Well, the 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 truth
2: is we are raised being taught that freedom and authority are enemies. And they're not. <clears throat> they're not enemies. You know, and and personal freedom isn't found in resisting even human authorities. Um, unless they go against the word of God, that mm. is the only exception because God's authority is ultimate. No no human leader is above God's authority. Yeah. I don't care who yeah. he is. And so you and I will always exist under some kind of authority. We either willingly submit to God's rule and the authorities that he's placed in our life, Or we set ourselves up as king. That's the whole thing we covered with the kingdom gospel, you know, as we were going through that. But listen, is there anybody, Brad, on earth who's wise enough, strong enough, faithful enough, or righteous enough to rule us
1: other than God? No.
2: And so whether it's a judge sitting in judgment who does so for God or a leader of a country who does so leading in the name of God— Now, they may not even be believers. Cyrus wasn't a believer. God used him. Darius wasn't a believer. God used him. Um, We're no more hardwired to rule our own lives than a beagle, he says, is hardwired (laughs) to live in a water-filled aquarium. Mm. Self-rule never leads anywhere good. And so there's great comfort for me, and I believe you feel the same way, in allowing God to lead our lives willingly submitting so the goal of God's grace in our life is not to produce in us some kind of ability to live independently of him and this is what I try to help my children understand especially my young ladies you know my girls because we live in a culture today that tells young ladies you need to be free you're your own person you you know you you don't it's patriarchal uh to think that you need to be under your father's authority. Uh, The truth is we're all under somebody's authority. That's right. And God designed the fathers to be protectors for their daughters. There's a reason God put that the way he did in Scripture. It's not an ugly thing. It's not an abusive power thing. It is a protective thing for them until they get married. I went to a wedding last weekend. And watched the the ceremony, and I was kind of struck by something. To be honest with you, that when they did the pro, that you know when the when the father of the bride came down, and it was the first time I'd seen this in a wedding. But but again, younger people today are, are changing some things and are leaving some things out. I guess. And 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 listen, Christ was glorified there in a lot of ways. But this just struck me. Usually, when I do a wedding, I do promissory vows. Hmm. And I talk about the, the the groom has to basically commit to care for this woman, and and with a, I will before the father. I ask the father who gives this woman
1: to this man. Uh, they didn't do so that. So you, you're saying you get a commitment. From, from the, the groom, groom before in, the front, father. Of all, in yes. front of all in front of all the witnesses, it's called gotcha. a promissory That's vow. Cool. That's cool. I, like I, that. I, I do that before
2: mm-hmm. I will ask the father who gives this woman. <laughs> Sounds I,
1: familiar. Yeah. When when people ask if I'll do uh, premarital counseling, Doug, I, I will not do premarital counseling if you've got a date on the calendar.
2: Well, yeah. Well, if you've yeah, if you've already said because you're it, already committed. You already said you're already committed
1: to it, and, mm-hmm. and but they just ask who
2: gives this woman. And I think there's something, now, listen, I know they've talked, I I knew they had conversations, but but I was just struck by it because when you have a wedding in our culture, it's a publicly attended event, and we want to communicate that this is a God-ordained institution. Mm. And you don't just go into it as a contract. It is a, institution that god ordained for the faith community and so you know we have a responsibility and so for fathers out there if you're listening you are the protector and the shepherd of your daughter until Amen. she comes under the authority of a man that god brings into her life to be your husband and until that happens i don't care if she's 50 years old i don't care if she's 70 years old if she's your daughter <laughs> and she's your single, you're the authority that that cares for her.
1: Well, those are the conversations I had with all the men that are my in-laws, my son-in-laws now, is that until I hand her to you, she's under my authority. Yeah. And so what I say is what goes. So so just to close it all up (laughs) as
2: we finish our time here, we were not designed to live independent of God's design and authority. And so these people repented, and we're going to see next week what happened as they move forward with the rebuilding of yeah. the temple and join us Friday.